We have wonderful readings for today. First, in the first place, from the prophet Jeremiah. The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Days are coming, and I'll make a new covenant. Jeremiah, as you may remember, was a prophet who spoke on behalf of the Lord, but his news for a long time was not exactly happy news. Jeremiah had to speak the truth, and the people didn't want to accept it. And yet, all that he spoke, all that he said came true. And then, not only did it come true, People were lost their freedom. They were exiled. Many of them were, were killed. The Jerusalem temple in Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, were destroyed. So what we have there is the reality, very difficult reality. And this is when God began to speak to him to console his people, that I will not stop loving you. I will not. And like yesterday's reading was, with age old love, I have loved you. So I have kept my mercy toward you and I will restore you and you shall be rebuilt and you will carry your festive tambourines and you again be happy when you are restored to that place, the promised land that you have literally let go because you are unfaithful, because you have, you have turned against from God. And you know, we have to always remember that the covenant God made with, with Moses in, 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 um, in the desert said, if you are faithful to me, I will protect you. If you are faithful to me, I will take care of you. But if you are not faithful, then you place yourself outside of the covenant relationship and grace. So this is what we have. We have hear very clear teaching on what God wishes from us and how God wishes us to, to, uh, to be. But today we hear the new covenant. I will make a new covenant. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers the day I took them by the hand to lead them forth from the land of Egypt. But, and they broke my covenant and I had to show myself their master. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer will they have need to teach their friends and relatives how to know the Lord. All from the least to the greatest shall know me, says the Lord. For I will forgive their evil doing and, their, and remember their sin no more promise of a new covenant and we have received this new covenant by Jesus the new covenant in blood new covenant that we celebrate each day the Eucharist the covenant the new covenant that Jesus established for us since we were not able to be faithful to the covenant Jesus himself the faithful one the son of God he's the one that made the covenant atoning covenant atoning sacrifice that he gave on, his, on, our behalf, on, on our behalf, and he's the faithful one. And because of this, because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the gifts are given to us, the gifts given to us to understand God's ways, to understand 
God's demands and desires and wishes for us. So the new covenant is given to us. And today we see in the gospel a powerful, powerful reminder how this new covenant and the knowledge was given to Peter, but Peter received the knowledge and then he kind of forgot quickly. Peter is someone who loves much, but when it comes to his faith, he seems to be wavering here and there. And so we have the great leader of our faith. Not exactly the best example, however, however, God is faithful. God is faithful. And so today, it's very interesting, the gospel is, I, I love the gospel. Jesus goes into Caesarea Philippi, which is very close to Syria, the northern part of, of, of the... Um, of the Palestine. And it is there. This is where the beginning of, of the as a river, Jordan kind of flows out from the mountains and goes into in and flows in uh, in and, and nourishes the, the, the land, the holy land holy land. But anyway, it is there that Jesus speaks, he says, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Jesus spoke of himself as a son of man, because in that vision of Daniel, from the book of Daniel, He's the one to be at the right hand of God the, God the Father. So Jesus says, who do people say? And of course, they replied, meaning the, the different disciples said, yeah, some say you're John the Baptist, just like you know the uh, Herod the Great says, I, I killed John the Baptist, who is this guy who seems to be doing the same thing? So, so, there, so it is, some say John the Baptist, Others, Elijah, Elijah that was taken to heaven and he was supposed to come. And Jesus spoke of John the Baptist as being the Elijah. Still others, Jeremiah, as you know, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But the Lord doesn't finish here. He says, but who do you say that I am? You who have been with me for several years, you who have been with me walking the journey, you saw the healings, you saw the teaching, you heard the teachings, you were there with me. Who do you say that I am? And true to his word, Peter is the first one immediately. And in this case, he speaks with, a, with something that the Lord says, only the Heavenly Father could have revealed this to you because, because the human beings are not able to see this, the flesh and blood are not able to understand. And Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son, of the living God. You are the Christ, or in, in Greek, ho Christos, ho heus to two. And then says, tu zontas. Basically what it just says, you are the Christ. It's all definitive articles. You are the Christ, the son of, the, of God, the living one the Son, the living one, the living God. You are the living God. You are the Son, the living God. Very clearly, this is a, a proclamation of our faith. This is charisma. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus turns to Peter. He doesn't turn to everybody. He turns to Peter and says, and so I say to you, you are Peter. Kephas, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. 
I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus saw the Father's revelation. You know the word the revelation means to unveil, to pull back the veil, which means that the truth is being veiled, is not exactly visible to us in our mind, in our heart. So the Lord lifts the veil for, and removes the veil for Peter. Peter sees and understands, and he is able to articulate the truth who Jesus is. And Jesus, who sees Peter having this revelation, complete revelation, and the knowledge of, of, of the messianic mission of the Son of God, then Jesus entrusts him, you are the rock, I will build my church on it, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it, which means the church that Jesus establishes, the ecclesia, the, the, uh, the, 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 the collection gathering of these people of God, this, my church, this mystical body, and more than mystical body, the actual body of, 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 of the believers in Jesus being the one who is, who is, is, is not only part, he's the head, but also he's the part of that, of that the Father's mission, which he established here. I will give you the keys to the kingdom, and then he entrusts his power to him. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Jesus gives Peter the authority. Yes, it is the profession of faith on the part of Peter, which is essential, but also more. There's more to it. And from a Catholic perspective, we believe that the, the Peter, the successor of Peter and Peter, have the authority within within the, this body, this ecclesia, this 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 body of, of the faithful to enact things which are uh, uh, which are and will be will lead us to the salvation to 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 heaven it is very very important how the lord jesus gives his authority to, to peter yes you know when peter speaks he has to speak in unity of others because that's how you know the petrine role is 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 established and it, and it becomes, becomes effective and, and, and efficacious. But the key is the purpose, was the purpose is to lead people to heaven. The purpose and Christ's mission is that all may come to know the Father and his will, that all may come to know the glory that the Lord wishes to bestow upon us. And so we have here very strict definition of what Peter's role is. And then, and then he tells everyone else, tell no one that he was the Christ, because as you know that the word Christ was, had the political implications, and then Jesus did not want to do that. And so he continues, and he says to them, I must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed on the third day to be raised. So Jesus gives the definition of his messianic mission. The mission is to suffer to die, to establish new covenant of grace. He, that's his mission. And of course, Peter forgets, and he says, God forbid, I want you to die. You are the one, we are to be with you. You know, and we know that Jesus says to him, 
You know, you're a stumbling block. Get it behind me, Satan, because you're a stumbling block. You want to dissuade me from the mission of my offering myself on behalf of all humanity. And so this was very, very, very clear, clear instructions. And finally today, as you know, we sing, celebrate St. John Vianney. And St. John Vianney, we have had a beautiful year of the priesthood. And so he was at, at the heart of our attention, but we have to just know this. He wasn't too smart. He barely made it through seminary. As a matter of fact, he didn't exactly do so too well and the bishop had to intervene because they wanted to kick him out from seminary because he wasn't good enough. But he was ordained at the age of 29 and then he was assigned quickly to a tiny parish as far away from people as possible so he would do any damage. <laughs> that's, that's how bishops think sometimes because you've got to give a good person in the right place, in the right parish. You know, you don't want to give somebody a sort of deficient priest for a good parish. So he sent someplace else. But there's something very important here. And he says, Lord, this is his prayer when he was assigned to this tiny parish. Lord, grant me the conversion of my parish. No matter how it is, grant me the grace, conversion of my parish. I am willing to suffer whatever you wish for my entire life on behalf of the parish. And we know what happened. He was there for 42 years. Was available to people. He would hear confessions up to 16 hours a day. He gave himself completely. He was so focused on bringing people to salvation, bringing them to reconciliation with God, bringing them to the knowledge of the faith that his parish began to grow and grow because outsiders started showing up. And thousands upon thousands of people would come and he'll be available to them because his heart was set on one thing, Jesus, the Redeemer, the Lord. His heart was focused on sacraments, reconciliation and penance and the Eucharist. Jesus was, was at the heart of his life and he spoke of the importance of relying completely on God in that humility of heart. He spoke of humility as being that which you rely, you don't rely on yourself, but you rely on God to give you everything, to stretch your strength. And even though there's twice, he was so overwhelmed with his work, he asked the bishop to remove him. He said, I need some time to pray. But, but the Lord would not allow him to take a break. He had to serve all the way till the end. And so, so this is what, what happens. For him, he, whatever time he had, he was willing to pray for people. He would be doing penances for people. So the sinners who were, you know, with a lot of stuff on their plate, he would do penance for them because he wanted to make sure that they would not get discouraged. So, so the, 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 the justice was actually merciful love that he applied to people who would come. He didn't, do, he didn't sleep too much, he didn't eat too much, but the only thing is he wished to do is catechize, preach, provide the grace for the poor, heard confessions. And as Pope Benedict spoke of him, he says, he had a pastoral plan from the day one, pastoral plan 
conversion of my parish and I'll do everything and anything so that my, the people that I was entrusted with, that God gave me, that they would be, they would go through profound conversion. And so he is the model, as Pope Benedict says, the complete identification of the man with the ministry and the ministry and mission is Christ's mission and ministry. So maybe then today as St. John Vianney that he may intercede for us because now he's got a bigger parish. We are part of his parish. He's part of the communion of saints. So he can intercede for us in an in unhindered way. So may, may he intercede for us that we may truly say with Peter, Jesus, you are the Christ, son of the living God. You're the one who has come into this world. You're the one who established a new covenant in blood. You're the one who makes yourself present to us every time we celebrate the Eucharist. You're the one who comes to us, no matter how sometimes discouraged we may be, the difficulties we may face, the trappings we may have fallen into, which seems to be no way out. You are the one, you are and you will be the one who will help us out of every trappings, of every form of sin, of every form of addictions, whatever it may be, fears, worries, you will take care of us because you are the one who was sent by the Father. Here I am, I have come to do your will, Father. And we do his will through the Holy Spirit and through the presence of Jesus, through his word, but above all through his sacrament, we're able to attain and accomplish his mission, which he has entrusted to his disciples to proclaim the Lord to all the earth, that all people may come to know him and participate in the victory of Christ in the glories and joys of heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.